Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we begin this week's episode, please make sure to support the podcast at www.patreon.com forward slash the PHG podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and the link is available in the show notes. I want to give a huge shout out to Kia. Hopefully I pronounced your name right. If I didn't, my apologies, beloved, and Carla, two supporters of the PhD podcast. Thank y'all both for supporting the podcast and just spreading the word and sending me love and positivity. I really appreciate it. Now, this episode is very dear to me as I was interviewing one of my best friends, mothers, and it got a little emotional for all of us. So I'm telling y'all now, child, grab your tissue because this episode is a tearjerker. Um, Enjoy this week's episode, y'all. Y'all be safe. Thank y'all for supporting me. And until next time, later. You are now listening to the professional Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the PHG Podcast. It's your girl, Ebony, and like always, I am super excited about this week's episode. Uh, before we begin, let's do some housekeeping. Please make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl, at the PHG Podcast, and at Ebony Beauty. Follow me on Twitter at T-H-E-P-H-G underscore. Show the website some love at www.thephgpodcast.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you just want to say hey, girl, hey, please make sure to email me at hello at thephgpodcast.com. If you are listening to this episode on an iPhone, please make sure to leave a five-star review at the bottom of the page. The podcast is grown with over 100 five-star reviews and I have so much in store but I cannot grow it without my professional homegirls. 
And also, shout out to the niggas that's listening to the podcast as well. I appreciate y'all, and I see y'all. My nigga listenership is growing, so thank y'all for listening and tuning in. Last but not least, I need y'all to support the PHC podcast by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash the PHG podcast. There are four different tiers ranging from $3 to $20. I have some really dope stories that I've been working on, including a documentary, but I need y'all to support the kids. So hold me down. Don't hold me up. Niggas, those that's been sliding in my DMs, open up that wallet (laughs) and show me some love and support me. Um, The link will also be available in the show notes. So please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous. So let's begin this week's episode. So to my guests, how you feeling? I'm good. Thank you. So I want to say thank you so much for sharing your story on the PhD podcast. Okay. This means a lot to me since this is close to home, since your daughter is like obsessed with me. Oh, okay. Sounds good. (laughs) So what was your childhood like, Ma? Um... It was good. Um, uh, how can I put it? Um, it was four of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a really good time. We lived on the west side of Chicago. Shot town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we had a we had a really good childhood. We really did. I'm just curious, so are you surprised with everything that's going on with the current climate, with the racism? Like, is there a big difference from when you was growing up to where we're at now? Uh, yes, because back then, um, our family really kept us sheltered. Mm -hmm. So, we didn't really know of all of the stuff that was going on. Mm -hmm. So, basically, all of this is really new for me. Oh, wow. Because I, like I said, it's like when um, uh, King got killed. Mm-hmm. Um, when Malcolm X got killed. I was a tiny tot, but like I said, our family kept us sheltered, so we right. we really didn't, really didn't know. So how do you feel about everything with the pol- um, police brutality? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. They really need to do something about this. And with... Uh, George Floyd and all these others, it's a whole lot mm-hmm. that we haven't even heard of. Right. You know, so it's it's sad that he got killed, you know, but it's bringing everything out in the open, so hopefully it, it'll bring about some kind of change. Right. And you're the oldest out of four, right? Yes, I am. So what was, what was your relationship like with your siblings? Growing up. Good. Um, Why are you looking like that, Mom? <laughs> because, I mean, I, I'm the oldest of them all, mm-hmm. you know, but um, um, let me see. Well, we lost our mom when we were, when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So I really had to be the mom to everybody, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, we was had a, a lot. A lot of what? Like, was it a lot for you? Um, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. It was. Because, oh, how can I put it? Um, how can I put it? When we lost our mother, 
I was 12. And let me put it to you this way. Our father killed our mother. Mm-hmm. Okay? And when I found out that he did that, I found out through my dad's brother. Uh, we found out from my dad's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, oh... It was just a traumatic thing for us. Right. It really was. Well, how was your parents' relationship before everything happened? Mm, It was good, but I think they were on the verge of separating. If I'm not mistaken, I think they were. And your mom was young. She was in her 20s, right? 29. And your dad was older? Mm Mm-hmm. He was... I guess he was in his... 30, I'm, I'm guessing, maybe 35, 36, 37, mm-hmm. something like that. So how was your relationship like with your mom? Oh, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was it was real good because we went everywhere. We went to the 57th Street Beach, uh, the kids upstairs on the, the second floor uh, went with us. She just, she just took us everywhere. Mm-hmm. She just took us everywhere. So we had a really good time. What about your relationship with your father? It was good. It was good. I just didn't like the way he treated my two brothers and my sister. It was like... um, Oh, he treated you differently than them? Yeah, because it was like I was the oldest and I couldn't do no wrong. And uh, my brother, he put him out. When he was in high school, my sister left. Then my youngest brother, um, he put him in um, he put him in the hospital because he thought that he had mental issues. But my father, and I still said to this day, even though he's gone. Mm-hmm. I still said he has a lot to do with everything that's happened to my brothers and my sisters. And that's why I'm basically the one to, to make sure that everybody is taken care of. Right. Yeah. Well, I have a question about that, but that's later on down the line. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. So when was you first exposed to um abuse? Abuse. Mm-hmm, like physical abuse. Oh, um, when I got married when I was 22. Oh, so you didn't see it while you was growing up? Uh, no, I didn't. Mm. I didn't. If I did, I don't, I don't remember. Mm. I don't remember. So what were the events that led up to your mom being killed by your father? Mm, to be honest with you, I really don't know because I know both of them did cheat. Mm-hmm. We did see that where um, 
somebody was in my mom's room when my dad was gone. Oh, y'all saw that? Yeah, we saw the person come out of the room. We don't know who the hell it was. Right. But somebody came out of that room. (laughs) Okay? And what, 10 or 11? You know, but... They were both doing something, but I I I think she wanted the divorce, mm. and uh, I think that's what transpired him killing her because um, she was gonna take everything, mm-hmm. you know, with the she kids and stuff and everything. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't want that because he didn't want to have to pay this or pay that. From my understanding, from what I heard. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, did you and your siblings understand what was going on at the time? No. Yeah. I mean, hell, we were what? I mean, eleven, twelve. I was twelve. My sister was eleven. Marlon was nine, and my baby brother was, uh, what? Three. Mm-hmm. Oh. And y'all all found out at the same time. Um. When your uncle told you. I would say yes. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did they take it? Um. They took it, I guess, okay. But I really believe that um, what transpired with them with the mental illness had a lot to do so with situation. our yeah, yeah, with and our mother's way? passing. Um, that, oh, my, my sister was afraid of my dad because she looked so much like my mother. Oh. Okay. And she thought that he was gonna hurt her. Mm. So... Um, yeah. And what about your brother? Um, that is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, with my brother, I don't, I don't really know. The only thing that I can think of is that my dad thought that my oldest brother wasn't his, but in essence, he is. Mm. My younger brother is not my dad's. It's somebody else's. So that got a lot to do with it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so. So would this be considered like a crime of passion? Mm. I would guess. Yeah. I would guess. Mm-hmm. So in what ways did your mom's transition affect you? Mm. I still miss her to this day. I always miss her. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't go to school for about two or three weeks. They kept me out of school. Everybody else went, but I didn't. Why? Because I just couldn't get myself together because I wanted my mother. Mm-hmm. I wanted my mother, so I couldn't. I just 
couldn't go. Did anybody else know about it? Like the neighborhood, other family members? No, but I truly believe, I really wish that the family would have gotten some help for us to transition. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't get any kind of psychological help behind all of this. All we going by is what somebody said here, somebody said that, or whatever. We really didn't get any professional help. And I truly believe if we did, I would not be in the position where I'm taking care of your siblings. Right. My brother, fine. He's he's in another state. Okay, that he's fine. But, you know, we keep in contact and stuff. But my youngest brother and my my sister, you know, I have to do what I have to do with them. Mm-hmm. And I'll continue to do that until I can't do it anymore. Do y'all ever talk about it? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, I don't really think it should be because I don't want anything to kick off with my sister. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want anything to kick off with Phil. So What's wrong with your sister? She is um, bipolar. Mm. And my youngest brother is... Um, schizophrenic mm-hmm. yeah so do you think because i know back in the day a lot of people didn't believe in mental health so do you think that y'all would have been able to get the resources that y'all need i don't know but from my understanding we had a uncle who i never knew who uh, shot himself and he had mental problems so it could have stemmed from that on my dad's side. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So, did your father ever admit to it? Like, did he tell y'all? Yeah, he told us. He told us when we was in high school. And then he says, I'm going to tell you this once. And I'm not going to tell you again. And we never asked him again. We never asked him again. Mm. But I, I really hated him for what he did. I really hated him for what he did to our mother. Mm-hmm. I really, really did. Where was her parents at? Uh, well, her mother passed when she was born. So her mother's, is it her mother's sister? Raised her. So it was like her aunt, and it was like, our, I guess, our great aunt. aunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was her aunt who raised her. So how did he avoid jail time? Our family had money from what I understood, but we didn't see him. Okay, she she got killed in January, February, March, April. We didn't see him for about five or six months. So where he was, I have no idea. I don't know if he was at uh, the jail at 26th California. I don't know. But all I know is when he came home, we were next door. All four of us was next door. And my grandmother had knocked on the door, and uh, all we saw was our father, and we was happy to see him, you know. But I mean, we were kids. Mm-hmm. We were kids, so yeah, we was happy to see him. But no, we didn't see him for like five or six months. So mm-hmm. uh, he got off. He got off. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. He didn't spend not. I don't think he spent no time. 
there. Like I said, if he did, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was a little kid. But I do remember this. I do remember this when I was um, maybe 12 or 13. And it's going to be funny, but after a while, I, I remembered this because I had to go to 26th Street, California for um, uh, a traffic ticket or some kind of court or something like that. I don't forget it was, but I was grown. But I do remember this. My dad took us or took me and my sister. We were in the car and he told us to sit in the car, which we did. And he bought us some McDonald's, not McDonald's, White Castle hamburgers. And we ate the White Castle hamburgers, but he said, sit in the car. And didn't know where we were. Really didn't know where we were. We were at 26 in California. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming back then he was going to court, I guess, to get all of this stuff together. You know what I'm saying? So that's why he got us the food. To keep us kind of busy right. or whatever. But then after he came out, I got sick because I'm eating the hamburgers. But then years later, after I was grown and I'm driving, I'm on my own. And like I said, I had to go to 26 in California you had a for memory. something. I had a flashback. Yeah. Because it was the fence right here. Because I remember where he parked. And it just hit me so fast. It's like... Oh, this motherfucker took us to the damn court. <laughs> right. And that's why he got us the uh wow. the hamburgers to keep us quiet and stuff like that. Because we were sitting in the car. Right. I said, ain't this a bitch. I mean, it just hit me just right. like that. But how was, was our relationship? How was our relationship afterwards? Once he came back? Um It was it was good. It was it was good. It was good because he he bought a house for us. Um, my sister and I went to the same high school. My brother went to another high school, and my little brother was already in in grammar school. You know, so um, it was good. We were doing our thing. One week I would clean the dishes and do the food my sister would do the laundry and we would both rotate and cleaning up and stuff like that so we would you know take weeks on but it was cool and nobody ever mentioned it mm, if so i don't remember mm. i don't remember do you view men differently because of your father mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. no i don't mm. Do you think that things that you witnessed in your parents' relationship showed up in your previous relationships? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-mm. You see any red flags? Um, no, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. <laughs> She's looking so. at her daughter, which is my friend, <laughs> asking her for confirmation. <laughs> Do you think your father ever regretted what he did? Mm. That's a hard question. Yeah, she just shook her head. No. I don't. I don't think so because 
I mean, he just lived his life. Yeah, how is that possible, though? He just lived his life. But what pissed me off is when um, my sister left the house and she wanted to come back because she didn't have no place to go. He wouldn't let her come back home. Why? I don't know. And then when he put my brother out, that pissed me the fuck off. He didn't even let him come back home. And when Marlon, oh, he wanted to come back, um, my, well, before she had left, he was still at the house. And he had came home because he was hungry, he needed money and stuff. And she let him in, he fed him, she gave him some money, and... I found this out from my sister that after my dad came home from work, he had told him, well, you better get out this house because something happened. And Oh, he was giving it up like that? Yeah. <laughs> and he went upstairs and he got a gun. And he said, I told you to get out the house. And my sister said, I think you better get out the house. Because she was going to shoot him. He was going to shoot my brother mm. yes yeah you think if nothing if everything that happened didn't happen your siblings would have been different oh yeah 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 um my sister would not be i don't think in the position that she's in with the mental illness mm. my brother the same way um my other brother did go through some things, but he's he's okay. He's still got his issues and stuff like that, but he's he's good. But um, my family thought I was going to be the one that really was going to have the deep issues because of all the trauma that was coming towards me. Mm-hmm. You know, doing this, doing that, doing that, just pulling from left to right and taking care of everybody so so how did you stay sane i have no idea Mm. i have no idea but um i did have my moments where you know i cried and stuff like that and that was probably my relief you know and crying but i have no idea i don't know all i can say is just the grace of god that just kept me going right that's the only thing that I can say. How did you learn how to forgive your father for what he did? Or did you really forgive him? Mm-mm. Uh, uh-uh. Even on his deathbed, I still didn't forgive him. Mm-mm. I mean, I cried when he, when he passed away and stuff. You know, went to visit him, drove to Vegas. Uh, but I really didn't. I really didn't because I miss my mother. Mm-hmm. I miss my mother. You know. <sighs> All right, don't make me cry. <laughs> I have no idea.
idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I didn't mean to do that. No, it's okay. No, it's sad. But, uh, I miss my mother. And I still wish she was here today. Hmm. I didn't think I was going to do this. <laughs> Me either. I didn't think I was going to do this. Because I lost my mother when I was 12. I never got a chance to see that one with her. And that's why I said I'm, I'm going to be here. I have to. I have to be here. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry, you got my I'm sorry. I had a little date I, after I, this, but. I love my child. <laughs> I love my child to death. And I'll do anything for her, and she knows it. And and that's why I, that's what I miss. That's what I miss with my mom. I didn't get a chance to, to have that with her. I didn't get a chance to have that with her. I had it with um, Monty Mary. She she was there. She was she was always there for me. But I miss my mom. I miss my mom. And I'm 66, and I miss my mom. And I just hate when I see people disrespecting their their parents, especially their mother. But I lost my mother at 12. And I'm 66, and it still bothers me. But I still keep going on. I still keep going on. And forgive me for crying, but it still it still bothers me. It still bothers me. But I was never ever able to talk about this until after I would say after my father passed. I had no problem in you know talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I didn't think this was gonna you know bring me to tears you know i really didn't think so it was going to bring it up like that but i'm good i'm good but do you take any steps to like heal or do you think you're still in the process of healing uh or do you think you'll ever heal from this no yeah never only way i'm gonna heal is when god called me home and i see my mom that's the only way. When he calls me home and I see my mother and I'ma see my mother on my deathbed. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that. And she'll tell me you did everything right and I'm happy for you. And thanks for taking care of my kids. Right. I truly believe that with all my heart. And I know she's watching over me and and everybody. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. Do you ever feel like it's a burden though? Like do you get tired of like always being No, I don't think it's a burden. I um I do get tired. Yeah. I do get tired. But who do you go to when you have a a moment like this? Um I don't really. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um you can my, my my thing is I like to walk. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just take my walk, I have my headphones on, or I go downstairs in the basement, and 
my child would see me, you know, working out, and it's like, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that, and it's like, yeah, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I guess that's my stress reliever, but um, just to have somebody to talk to, no, outside of my child, yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, anybody else, mm-mm, mm-mm. Have you ever thought about doing therapy? Uh, no. No? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Why do you look like that, Mom? No. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, it's been 50-some ideas. If I ain't been through therapy now, what the hell am I going to do therapy <laughs> for now? Right. Uh, this, to me, I think this is therapy. Well, I'm going to send you my bill once we done. <laughs> This is therapy. It's like no, I don't, I don't, I don't really need to go. I mean, if I felt that I really needed to go, fine. But I don't want them to have to put me on no medication. I don't need no, no medication. medication. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need that. Right. Now my others, my sister and brother. Oh yeah, they need medication. Do they have kids? I'm just curious. Uh, my youngest brother, no. My sister, she has two. Mm. She got two kids and three grandchildren. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so last but not least. Okay. <laughs> what is some advice you would give to our listeners that experience a similar situation like yours? Um, always have somebody that you can go to that maybe you can trust and talk. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not strong enough to deal with it on your own, just have a, a friend or aunt or uncle, somebody who you can who you can go to. Right. That can really help you and guide you through something that you you need help with. Right. You don't feel yeah. like you found that in um in your relationship? Mm. Yeah. Um my daughter's father mm-hmm. he's like this yeah. my best friend I, I miss him totally I miss him too yeah I miss him too what's one yeah. thing your mother um gave to you that you give to your daughter like one thing she always taught you um, I can't say because I was so young I don't really remember mm-hmm. any of that so I can't really say I think everything that I've done with my daughter it was just instilled with me as being a mom mm-hmm. you know so um, all I know she was just loving to us mm-hmm. that she was she was loving to us, you know, and um, and that's all I get back to my child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Ma, you got anything else you want to say to the listeners? Any more advice? No, not really. But it's it's been a joy and a pleasure. And, I know. Uh, I'm happy. Yeah, this was this is story. really good. Yeah. I yeah. thought I think it was really good. I know too. I may make somebody cry, or whatever, but yeah. I know I gotta freshen up. up. <laughs> trying to see my boo after this <laughs> <laughs> well if y'all have any questions comments or concerns email me at hello at the com. 
And some Chi-Town legend. Okay. Anything else, Ma? You- no, that's it. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Later. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilbur Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.